Welcome in to Season 3 of Strong Style. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York. It's just so good to be back. It's so good to be back. Season number 3. As I said, Producer Sassy, Producer Sunshine, they are over the moon as well. We're going to talk about so many returns, so many things. Like I said, we're just over the moon about about being back to talk with you guys. So much to get into. We're going to pretty much try to bring you up to speed up until Monday's Raw. If that helps the last handful of weeks. Uh, so much to talk about, as I said. Today's episode is called Guess Who's Back? There's a lot of people back. First of all, I'm back. More importantly, you're back. There's a lot of people who have returned, who have made appearances. We will get into a lot of them. In fact, did I write? I did not. I did not write some of them down. Now I did. Guess who's back? Boy, there's a lot of people back. Like I said, the most important people are you guys, our amazing listeners and listening audience. For people who are new to the show, welcome in. Even if you accidentally found us, maybe you were looking for, um, I don't know what you could have been looking for and found us. Maybe you're looking for a weightlifting show. Um... Yeah, we, we don't lift a lot of weights. Uh, we lift, we hopefully lift a lot of spirits. But either way, this is the weekly Impact Media Pro Wrestling and MMA show, Combat Sports, where I come on here, I try to catch up on everything. I tell you the fun things, the things you should be paying attention to, and the things you should enjoy uh, the most, at least according to me. Uh, we are going to line up some guests. I promise you guys we are working out the details because anytime, anytime we deal with anybody outside of, of our building, basically, there's a process. We're working on it. And we've seen some of your suggestions. We like your suggestions, coupled with the ones we're going to try for. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. We're going to have some fun people. We'll have some local people. We'll have some big people. We're going to do some big things. Now, Guess who's back? Well, let's start by going through SummerSlam, which happened a couple weeks ago, because that's going to lead us into our first person who's back. SummerSlam, 
Becky Lynch stepped in for Sasha Banks. I guess she is hurt. I, I I didn't know. All of a sudden, you know, we're getting ready for the match, and they say Sasha Banks is not clear to compete. I hope they didn't scratch her just to do it, because that's a shame. As a as a recently reformed new fan of Sasha Banks, she's still not my favorite, but I got just a, a better respect for her. Maybe you know, I wasn't giving her a fair shake before. So Sasha, sorry, but. Uh, so Bianca Belair ended up having to go against Becky Lynch, who was back. Uh, and she completely railroaded and ran over Bianca Belair, as she should. I don't like squashes, but as she should. And uh, suddenly Becky Lynch, the man, is back on top on SmackDown. It's fine, as long as... We still see more than the usual three or four in the title picture all the time. We've got we to move it around. Now that Becky is there, you can start cycling through people again, have multi-women uh, matches, things like that. Uh, it's good to have Becky Lynch back. She does have a presence and does have a just a cult following that makes this just almost epic. Almost epic. But congratulations to Becky. She's done some good things since... We're going to see who they really line up to go against her. There, there's some there's some matchups I'm looking forward to. Honestly, Becky and Sasha. I, I, that's If Sasha's hurt, then when she comes back, that would be the match. Because, for one, she took her spot. Two, they're two of the best. But Becky Lynch back. Guess who's back? Becky Lynch is number one. We move on. We have uh, Roman Reigns took on Cena. This was a really good match. Clearly, Cena was there to help get Roman over. It's helping. We all know that John Cena is going to leave and go do another movie. It's fine. Roman Reigns wins this match. And then, guess who's back? Brock Lesnar. Uh, not only is he back, but he uh, he had a new look about him. And Uncle Chael, Chael Sonnen, he's not my actual uncle, but, you know, it's like Uncle Ted. Everybody calls him that. Uh, uncle Chael had a thought on that that Vince McMahon says that every, what is it, 12 to 24 months, you should, everything should be even tweaked just a little bit. You could go back through history. Uh, Brock is one thing that really hasn't. And now he's got the uh, the longer hair. It's still shaved up and cut the way it was. It's just longer than a ponytail now, and he has a little bit of facial hair. I like it. He looks more like a beast. He looks more like a farmhand beast, which is what he does. He runs a farm and he beats people up. That's what Brock Lesnar does. But there's number two. Guess who's back? Brock Lesnar, and he confronts Roman. Him versus Roman is not going to be the next pay-per-view. They're teasing this. This has... They just got through SummerSlam. Uh, Survivor Series, maybe? It's got to be a big one. It's, it, you don't waste this on a on a Extreme Rules or, or something. One of the smaller pay-per-views. No. It, this needs to be a big one. Roman versus Brock. It puts Heyman in the middle. It puts him in an interesting situation. Don't blow it. 
because you don't want to bring Brock back now, and then this happens at WrestleMania because you lose all the hype. Roman will go through somebody, maybe even two people, and then he'll get Brock. And we'll address at that time who should win. Number two, Brock. That's who's back. Uh, Lashley beat Goldberg. It's pretty good. Pretty good match. Of course, Lashley was going to go over. I, I don't know why you bring in Goldberg now. A second or third opponent down the road for Lashley would have been better. But it looks like, you know, latest developments is Lashley is uh, going to have some other things on his plate. But uh, good to see Goldberg back. He can still hang with a lot of people. Him and Lashley are a good matchup. And uh, I think it went over well. Uh, Edge over Seth Rollins. It's fine. Seth's in a point where it doesn't matter if he wins or loses right now. I would like to see him eventually make a run at Roman. But seeing as how I would like him to possibly beat Roman, I'm not saying Roman needs to lose the belt. I'm just saying if if somebody is going to beat Roman, uh, Brock is an obvious choice. Seth is an obvious choice. I don't know if there is another one right now. Maybe Kevin Owens, but that's almost a stretch because he loses every third match now. And having Edge win there, Edge gets his is 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 good win. We don't know what Edge is going to do going forward. He hasn't really done much. I mean, him versus Roman, I don't I don't want to see that. You guys don't want to see it either. Uh, the Usos win the belts over the Mysterios. Um, it is a good run, Mysterios. They'll still do some things there uh, since. Their loss, Ray has stepped back a little bit, and uh, he wants Dominic to shine on his own. Wouldn't mind seeing Dominic uh, maybe go for a 24-7 belt or something like that. He doesn't have to have a belt. Uh, Dominic does need some room to grow and knock off some, some rust and, and uh, really kind of round off the corners of his game. But he's not bad. For a kid who, who hasn't been in this very long, not bad. Uh, Damian Priest... Wins over Sheamus, as he should. Priest is the U.S. champ going forward. They're, they're just setting him up to eventually take a shot at the title. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Should be a lot of fun with that. Damian Priest, big-time asset. You want to build him right, in my opinion. Going over Sheamus, Sheamus is credible. Sheamus is good. He's long. He's tenured. You know, a lot of people say meteoric rises of this guy or that guy. Well, six months into being on Raw, Sheamus was WWE champion over John Cena. That tells you about meteoric rises. Uh, but Sheamus is moving on some other stuff. Drew over Jinder Mahal. They, they need to get out of that storyline. It just was really a, a time filler for both of them. Drew is moving on. Him and Sheamus are kind of going at it. Some other things there. Good win for Drew. Jinder and Veer and uh, Shanky. I think need to do some other things. I, I like them as a trio. I think they can be a good trio. They can eventually build gender into a uh, another master heel that he was just a handful of years ago. And potentially another world title winner at that. But uh, when they face people like Drew, you just you know they're not going to win. So that is what it is there. Uh, RK Bro won the Raw Tag Team titles. They are... Here he is again. Randy Orton is in another tag team where they come up with a cute nickname for him. They'll do some stuff here and there. Uh, this recently on Raw, just a couple of days ago, they had a big seven-team, eight-team, really, uh, eliminator match. 
to determine the number one contender. Talk about that next week. Uh, Alexa Bliss over Eva Marie. It baffles me that they would let somebody like Peyton Royce walk. And yet they rehired Eva Marie, who has never been able to wrestle in her life. As it's proven every day. Uh, NXT TakeOver. The recently just come back, guess who's back? Uh, Ridge Holland, who has joined forces with Pete Dunne and Oni Lorcan and uh, Danny Birch. That is quite a uh, that's quite a four piece there. Quite a four piece. Uh, you're not going to see a, a, a better four piece at KFC. You know, at Captain D's. But uh, he beat a guy named Trey Baxter. I think he's one of the smaller ones they have there. Uh, Cameron Grimes, with the help of Ted DiBiase, won the million-dollar belt from L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight doesn't need that. I, I could see him on a big call-up soon. Uh, L.A. Knight, really, really good. Cam, really good, too. But uh, he ends up giving the belt back to DiBiase. DiBiase will go on about his day. They They just had to get... They had to get Cameron Grimes out of that ridiculous storyline where he was a butler and, and he was jobbing out to L.A. Knight and other things. Him and L.A. Knight are, are on similar talent levels, I believe. L.A. Knight may be a little more polished, but Cam is, is more fun. Uh, Dakota Kai jobs out for her friend, Miss Gonzalez, who stays the NXT champ. Really thought Dakota Kai would be the one to maybe take the belt off of her. But the uh, problem is, now you split the duo. Now what does Dakota Kai do? Now that's what some of the other people do. I want Dakota Kai to get called up, but I don't know really what they would do with her. Uh, more than likely, SmackDown would be a good home, but she'll get swallowed up there because that's what almost anybody not in the top three does. And Dakota Kai is way too talented to... To just get swallowed up like that. Uh, Ilya Dragunov wins the British European, whatever they're, I don't know, the NXT UK belt over Walter. Fantastic match. Walter is a big bruiser with a lot of technical skill. Dragunov is, he's real relentless. He's got a little, a little Daniel Bryan in him maybe. Not because he's small, but just a lot of fire and a lot of just electricity. Big win for him there. O'Reilly over Cole. I think that's just telling us the obvious is that they're going to do something with Cole soon. We will get to. I know what they did with Cole. Samoa Joe wins the NXT title over Karrion Cross is because Cross is spending half his time in NXT, and he's spending the other half of his time on Monday Night Raw. So, seeing as how that's the transition, he drops the belt. Joe, being the champion, gives a, uh, a fresh look and a little bit of a toughness down there. I'm saying Cross isn't tough. Just saying. Joe has a different draw than Cross. We'll put it that way. Um, Bellator, things that have happened in the handful, last handful of weeks. 
that uh, there's been some stuff here, and I think they do they have an event coming up. I want to make sure I don't miss that. Let's uh, let's get somebody to look that up. I thought they had one coming up, but uh, Raffian Stotts with a big win over uh, Magomed Magomedov. You know, a lot of people were saying, well, Stotts just goes to decision and wins decisions, and wins decisions, and wins decisions, and made a statement. Like the next event, Bellator is September 18th. Ah, we do have it wrote down September 18th, which would be next weekend. So, okay, making sure. Uh, and besides that, Pitbull versus Bikini Man. That was for the that was for the uh, featherweight Grand Prix. He he's still undefeated. He is the champ now. Pitbull's still the uh, champion in the other division. But man, AJ McKee with the huge statement. And uh, if you get a chance to watch either of those fights or any of the Bellator or UFC fights, go back and do that. Uh, a couple UFC headlines, then we're going to get into PFL, we're going to talk some Triller, and we're going to talk about the latest pay-per-view from AEW, and then we're going to get out of here. Doing my best to make these short. I want to make sure you have time during your commutes to listen to me or listen to this show. And, and hopefully you're, you're getting what you would like to get out of it. Uh, UFC, one of the top storylines for me is that Cyril Gaon is the interim heavyweight champ. He beat Derek Lewis. Yep, Derek, my balls are hot, Lewis. Who he didn't, and that wasn't. That wasn't the Derek Lewis we thought we would see. He just didn't look prepared. And Cyril gone come in and played and played his game and then and went by his skills and just smashed him up. Now that sets up the other thing. Now I said he's the interim. That would mean there's uh, an actual heavyweight champ, right? Yep, it's Francis Ngannou. Francis Ngannou, who has been MIA since winning. Supposedly it's a contract talk or he's not prepared. I think it's an injury because uh, his trainers and manager are kind of hem-hawing around and kind of being coy about different things. I I think it's an injury. That's what I think. I could be wrong. But, hey, it is what it is. But at some point, there's no guesswork. There should be no guesswork. Cyril gone is the de facto number one contender because he is the heavyweight champ. And Francis Ngannou is the heavyweight champ. So you've got to marry these two titles together. But if Francis is going to keep holding out, as he is kind of doing, if he is going to continue to hold out, then I would have Cyril Ghosn 
to defend the interim champ- championship against the next contender, whether that be Stipe Miocic, whether that be John Jones. Um, there are four or five just huge fights that could happen in the heavyweight division, and yet none of them are happening because you can't force Nganu to defend the belt. But after so long, if he's not going to, then that's part of why you had an interim title. Now that you have an interim winner, he can defend that. And, and you know, I would tell Nganu, hey, I'm going to give you a certain, maybe a six months. If you don't defend the next six months, I got to take the title, man. It's not fair to hold up the division. Cyril Gaon right now is, is the recognized heavyweight champ in my book because he's actually defending it. He's actually defending his belt. Something in Ganu hasn't done yet. Now he hasn't. Now Gaon, we don't know his next opponent. My guess is Stipe because John Jones, I believe, is going to be January before we probably see him. But we've got to do something. It's the heavyweight belt. It's the one with the most draw most of the time. You could you could make other arguments, I'm sure, but for the casual fan, they want to see the heavyweights trade the heavyweight blows. And the only way to do that right now is to get Cyril gone. Uh, some some uh, pretty big fights that have happened. Uh... UFC was ones that I that I think you should check out. You had some just wicked cool ones over the weekend. Get this to come up. I want to do that. Great radio, I know. We're working on it. Why will this not come up? Come on, UFC, do better. Well, there's another way we can look that up. But some people from over the weekend that I think you should check. And that was the British Invasion Show. My British Invasion Show... Think about it this way. Michael Bisping had to uh, say this on his show this week because, I mean, a lot of people get this wrong. A lot of people don't know this. Great Britain, or the United Kingdom, is made up of a lot of different countries. There's 50 states that make up the United States. Well, the United Kingdom, or Great Britain, is not just England. It is England. It is Ireland. I believe it's Scotland, Wales. I think there's a fifth, but I, right off the top of my head, I can't think of it. So when we say British invasion, it's not just English people. And I will give you two big names to watch. One you probably heard of a little bit, one you've heard of a lot since this. 
Now, of course, we got... Uh, I do want to say congratulations to Derek Brunson on the submission victory over Darren Till. Uh, Tom Aspinall with the uh, the KO. Sergey Spivak, who's pretty good, too. Where, there we go. Patty Pimblett. Patty the Batty. He beat Luigi Vegermini by KO in the first round, like he said. Now, he is brash. He is cocky. He is over the top. He looks like a young Owen Hart, which gets him points in my book, one of my favorites ever. Uh, he, I mean, he really does have the, uh, the, like, part Owen Hart, part Beatles in the 60s haircut. It's kind of crazy. But Patty the Batty, man, he is now 17-3-0 overall. Big, big win. But right before that, right before that, I think this was the best, this was the best performance, in my opinion. People who didn't see it, because I believe it was the last fight before the main card. Molly McCann. Meatball Molly. From good old England. She beat Gian Kim. By unanimous decision. But by far, performance of the night. Do you want to know how to go out there and earn respect? Bigger contracts and bigger opportunities. And notice from the UFC, big wigs, and people like that. You go out there and you have a performance like Molly did. That's what you do. Uh, you know, came out a pretty good, pretty good night too. She just came up on the uh, other end of the decision. That's what you do. You go out there and you trade and you go and you just grind it out. Sure, getting a quick submission or a quick TKO can do the same thing. But when you really grind it out like that. Like, do you want to know not only what helped put UFC further and bigger on the map while also skyrocketing the two people involved in this fight even higher? It was... Crap, I forgot his name. It was... Oh, Forrest Griffin, local boy. Uh, I think he lived about an hour and a half from where I'm at right now. Uh, saw him at a distance at a at an event. Never got to meet him. Uh, when he took on Stefan Bonner in the Ultimate Fighter finale, uh, whatever year they, they were in it, those two, there wasn't a lot of defense in that one. There was a ton of offense. Those two traded blows back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And by the end of it, Dana had no choice. Forrest won the fight. And so he got the he got the prize money in the contract, but he gave Stephen Bonner a contract too. And he's like, if you're going to fight like that, you got to be here too. And those two, it just, it propelled the UFC. It propelled both of those. It got the casual fan more into it. You know, it that's... You want to attract more people, and you want to further the interest level of the people who are already watching. That's 100% of what that did right there. So shout out to uh, Meatball Molly and uh, Patty the Batty. Thanks for going out there and putting on a show, guys. Thanks for absolutely 
going out there to put on a show. Now, UFC, do they have something this weekend? They have. They do not. They are off this weekend. The next shot, uh, they will go head-to-head with Bellator, actually, next weekend. That will be pretty interesting. Quick little swig of my amazing French roast coffee from the Buttered Utter. I've already had my dinner slash uh, reason why I will run a lot more this weekend. A piece of peanut butter pie brought the missus home, her favorite ice cream. Seriously, guys. If you are out in the Carrollton or Bremen Bremen, I guess, but Bremen area. Stop by the Butter Dutter. Tell them the impact sent you and just get some just amazing, amazing treats for yourself. You deserve it. You guys have worked hard. You listen to this show. That qualifies you. That qualifies you. Even if you don't have never seen me before in your life, if you listen to this show right now, that qualifies you to go get something amazing. Ice cream. They've got baked goods. Uh, I picked up some some uh, slices of breakfast quiche that I will I will uh, have the next few days. They are fantastic. Go reward yourself at the Butter Dutter. Uh, the PFL has wrapped up majority, or, or they've wrapped up all their their uh, big fights, and the finale for the million dollars and the crown for each weight division. It's coming up October 27th. That's on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Plus. I'm just going to read off some of them now. As we get closer, I will obviously talk more about them. In the women's lightweight division, you get Clarissa Shields. It's going to take on Abigail Montez. That is 1-0 versus 2-0. Clarissa Shields, I believe, is the Olympic boxer. So pretty good in her debut. Kind of interesting you get 1-0 versus 2-0 in the final, but that's what you get. In the... Featherweight division, you got Chris Wade at 20-6, and six, taking on Mavlid Kabuliev at 18-0-1. In the light heavyweight division, you get Antonio Carlos Jr. at 12-5-0 versus Martin Hamlet at 8-2. The heavyweight division, you are going to get Bruno Capalazzo at 13-5 versus Antti Delizia at 19-4. The lightweight division, you will get Loic Radzabov, make sure I won't say that right, 15-3-1 versus uh, Rayush Monfio at 14-3. At welterweight, you will get Ray Cooper III at 23-7-1 versus Magomed, Magomed Karamov at 28-5. And the women's lightweight division, which I hope this is the main event, Kayla Harrison at 11-0 versus Taylor Guardardo at 3-1. Hey, part of me is pulling for Kayla in that one. I want to see her go 12-0, get the million dollars, um, and then consider her options. Because if she does, her options are stay in the PFL and keep winning a million dollars every year. Not bad or leverage that 
to sign a UFC or Bellator contract. Now, here's the interesting thing. If she goes to Bellator, the obvious build-up fight is her versus Chris Cyborg. Take my money. Take it now. Just hand my wallet over. If she goes to UFC, the obvious fight is Amanda Nunes. Take my money. All of it. Here you go. It, you know, it firstborn, whatever we got to do here. Just kidding. I wouldn't give up my kids or my cats. But, yeah, you guys get the point. Here's the interesting thing. Amanda Nunes. Not sure they're current, but at one time, her and Kayla Harrison trained in the same gym. They are friends, or they're at least acquaintances. They know each other. What would... What would be more intriguing? Because let's say she goes to Bellator and she beats Chris Cyborg. Then watch, she's kind of in the same boat as she's in the PFL. There's a couple other opponents she could take on, but if you beat the best, beat the top to start with, then where do you go? If you go to the UFC and you have a couple tune-up fights and then you get Amanda Nunes, you beat Amanda Nunes, well, the problem is, is Nunes has already cleaned out two divisions. So you could say she could cycle through the divisions, Kayla could, or the possible rematch there, but once again, where do you go? I'll be honest, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We'll have to wait and see what happens. But there's, you know, I said there's part of me that wants Kayla Harrison to do this. And there's part of me that wouldn't mind seeing Taylor Guardardo pull off the upset. Why not? Because she pulls off the upset and she basically steals Kayla Kayla Harrison's million dollars that everybody thinks is already gifted to her. If Taylor Guardardo does this, not only is she an instant star who could have potential to move on as well, what if they both stay in the PFL? And now we get to work next season towards the rematch. At some point, whether they fight the regular season, because PFL has a really cool format, a point-based system based on how you finish. If they do that, then we can see the rematch. Maybe we get to see the rematch of the final again. This creates a natural rivalry. The producer and me kind of wants chaos. Chaos is Taylor Guardardo winning. Give me Taylor Guardardo. But either way, I think we win either way. I think we win either way. I think we absolutely do. Now, Triller had something interesting happen. Now, if you guys remember the last Triller event, here in Atlanta. I was there. Fantastic event. Thriller puts on a great show. Don't listen to the critics. I'm not sure why people are slamming Thriller. They've done a good job of, of uh, going from uh, an app-based company, a, uh, a social media app-based company, to being uh, a boxing promotion and, and pretty legitimate stuff. I mean, the way they do things. On top of still running the app, I think they do a good job. 
the Triller has had something interesting happen. Their main event for this weekend was scheduled to be Oscar De La Hoya versus Vitor Belfort in California. Well, even though he's vaccinated, Oscar De La Hoya tested positive for COVID-19. So what do you do? Are you pivot? There was also somebody on the uh, on the on the undercard, I believe, that tested positive as well. So you would say, well, the natural thing is to take Oscar's opponent and that other guy's opponent and put them together, right? But problem you run into is Vitor Belfort is a pretty big name in the MMA and combat sports world. I know I've seen many of his fights. Uh, he's, he's, he has a big name. And this other guy that got, I mean, who do you possibly replace Oscar De La Hoya with that's got a big enough name to go against Vitor Belfort that would make sense? Oh, wait, the other guy that tested positive was going to face Evander Holyfield. Yep, from Atlanta, local guy there, too. Big time, heavy, former heavyweight boxing champion of the world. Yeah, that Evander. The one who's still missing part of his ear thanks to Mike Tyson. That guy, the one who knocked out many, many people, who beat Mike Tyson multiple times, that guy. So we're going to get Evander Holyfield versus Vitor Belfort. Here was the problem in booking that. It was short notice, which is fine. They, they were already going through the motion. They've already been training. They've already been doing these other things. It's fine. The state of California would not clear Evander Holyfield to fight. I believe he is 54. Four years old. Vitor Belfort's like 45. It's not even a 10-year gap. It's They have certain laws and certain things like that. Well, this is where Triller catches a break. Uh, the Boxing and MMA and Combat Sports Commission in Florida says, bring it here. So Triller moves from California on a week's notice, or on a few days' notice, to Sunnyside, Florida, where this fight is going to happen. So your main event is now Evander Holyfield versus Vitor Belfort. We're going to do our best to watch this, maybe try to participate and do, do some cool stuff there. Uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time, that is 4 Pacific, is when this starts. I believe it is just, I think it's 30 or 40 bucks for the pay-per-view. Gosh, it's, that's not bad at all. We're going to try our best to, to be able to watch that. Uh, but Evander Holyfield versus Vitor Belfort. And before you say, wow, okay, wow, Triller has one good fight. Au contraire, mon frere. Look it up, it's French. How about Andy Vences versus Joan O'Carroll? You heard of those guys? Google them. I bet you have. What about David Hay versus Joe Fournier? I saw, Dave, I saw Joe Fournier. He fought at the one in Atlanta. He's a pretty good amateur fighter. He's a pretty good boxer. I saw him. He's a good dude. I 100% want to watch that fight. What about the, I guess it's the co-main event. The Huntington Beach Bad Boy. Tito Ortiz. Yep, know that guy? I bet you do. If you've been an MMA fan and not under a rock in the last 20 years, I bet you know who Tito Ortiz is. I could go through his history, but I'm a big fan. He is going to box 
the spider, Anderson Silva. Yep, Anderson Silva, who what won a decision over an actual boxer, an actual boxer last time he fought, which has not been a month or so ago. So think about that card. This is just the main card. There's all kinds of musical acts. There are people fighting on the undercard. There are so many things going on. And then you get Andy Vences versus Jonah Carroll. You get David Hay versus Joe Fournier. You get the Huntington Beach bad boy Tito Ortiz versus the spider, the spider Anderson Silva. And then you get Vitor Belfort versus Evander Holyfield. Say what you want. That's a hell of a card. And that's just the top four fights. They always have stuff on the undercard. They always have great music acts. They have so much going on. Who knows who could show up to the last one? I mean, to the, this one. We saw how many all the stars that show up for the last one. Uh, Mario Lopez. Oscar De La Hoya was there. Uh, Rick Flair was in Atlanta. Uh, Pete Davidson. You say what you want about Pete Davidson, but uh, when he shows up, so do other people. Snoop Dogg was there. So many people are going to show up to this, especially being in Florida. I don't, I'm just going to guess. I'm going to say Pitbull might be there. I'm going to say there's so many great celebrities that are going to be a part of this. Uh, who knows? Maybe Tua Tagovailoa is there. I don't know. I'm just throwing names out. The Triller, they continue. They continue to put on great shows and great cards, and they know they have a fan in me. And they probably have a fan in you. So lastly, let's talk about AEW's recent pay-per-view. Didn't write down the name of it. Doesn't matter. Uh, some notable things here. CM Punk versus Darby Allen. CM Punk gets a victory, but more importantly, Darby looked great. It's a good, good style matchup between the two of them. Uh, CM Punk, after being out of the ring for seven years, looked pretty good. Looked pretty good. He gets the win in this, as I said. And also, CM Punk's back. You want guess who's back? CM Punk. So we got Becky Lynch is back. We got I'm back. We got Brock Lesnar's back. We've got CM Punk is back. And I've got two more. Well, actually, I mean, if you want to count Paul White, he beat QT Marshall. Paul White is back. Yeah, he's on his big show everywhere else. Paul White is back. Uh, Omega versus Christian, man. That that match was unbelievable. For anybody, I mean, Christian, who had been gone for seven years himself, mostly medical clearance and things like that, has come back. He's not only the Impact Wrestling Champion, he took on Kenny Omega again and come up just short of being champ champ. Uh, let's see. It was all out, actually. AEW all out. I did actually write it down. Uh, Best Friends and Jurassic Express took on Matt Hardy and the Matt... Or, no, the Hardy Family Organization, or I don't know, something like that. But Best Friends and Jurassic Express won that one. Miro took on Eddie Kingston. Man, what a good match. I enjoyed this one. I'm a big Eddie Kingston fan. I'm a big Miro fan. They had to find a, uh, an opponent on short notice, and Eddie Kingston did a fantastic job. 
Kingston just shows you that he's that guy. When you need somebody, not just a, a warm body, not just somebody to fog up a mirror, not with somebody just with the sense that God gave geese. Eddie Kingston can step in and he can be that guy. Moxley, you need an opponent. Here's Eddie Kingston. Miro, you need an opponent. Here's Eddie Kingston. I feel like you need a commentator. Here's Eddie Kingston. Dude's an all-star. An all-timer. Obviously, when going to beat Miro, they're lining up somebody. I don't know who, but whoever takes on Miro to potentially take that belt off of him, good luck. Uh, Moxley beat Kojima in a match that also serves as appearance purposes for New Japan. Uh, Kojima, man, it, it, he is a legend. Moxley's a legend, too, at this point. Uh, anytime Moxley goes against those old school guys like that, that I love it. Just love it. Dr. Britt Baker, she beat Chris Statlander as she should, even though I like Statlander. Dr. Britt Baker is just one of the best ever. And once again, whoever they line up to take it off of her, good luck. More power to you. The Young Bucks defended their tag team champions in a championships in a steel cage with the Lucha Brothers. Yep, that is Gil uh, uh, Miedo. Er, er, El Cero Miedo. There we go. And Ray Phoenix. They are actual brothers, by the way. They defeated the Young Bucks and are the new tag team champions in AEW. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. They're so good. And it just classic cage match. It is the one that you pay to see. And uh, you get Jericho with the big win over MJF. That's Maxwell Jacob Friedman. You know, if Jericho didn't win, he was going to retire from in-ring action. Well, he didn't lose. He made MJF tap. That's fantastic. Uh, and it continues their rivalry. Jericho's not ready to hang it up. He he was kind of teasing that. He may dial it back a little bit, but Jericho still has so much to give. And then finally, uh, you know what? Let's add this. There's actually three guess who's back right here. Uh, the winner of the Women's Casino Battle Royal, who eliminated Thunder Rosa last, you know, Thunder Rosa was a big, heavy contender. This person gets a women's title championship match. Ruby Soho. Some of you are going, who? Some of you may go, Ruby. That sounds familiar. It should. She has formerly went by things like Heidi Lovelace, and she has went by things like Ruby Riot. Yep, as much as I don't like somebody new to a company coming in and immediately having a huge opportunity, great win for Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho, if she is the next opponent for Britt Baker, oh, they're going to they're gonna tear the place up. They're, they could be the main event. They could be the main event of an AEW card. So congratulations to Ruby Soho, and welcome to AEW. 
There's two more people I want to welcome to AEW who made their debuts and appearances on All Out. How about Brian Danielson? Brian Danielson. Daniel Bryan, whatever you want to call him. The American Dragon is in AEW. Now, Punk kind of hinted towards that a couple weeks ago, but my goodness, if he's entering active, there are some there are some immediate matches I want to see Brian, Brian Danielson against. Um, Brian Danielson, Jungle Boy. Brian Danielson, I mean, give me Jericho. Brian Danielson versus MJF. Brian Danielson versus Miro. Uh, throw in Eddie Kingston while we're at it. Brian Danielson versus Orange Cassidy. Brian Danielson, CM Punk. And then, there's one last person who is not not only made their debut, had his brand new shirt on, and he's going to be a part of the Elite. He was part of the Elite before signing the Bullet Club. I mean, he was with the he was with the Bullet Club. He was with the Elite before signing WWE. He is now out of WWE. I hinted earlier and said earlier. Since he had put over his good buddy Kyle O'Reilly, were the WWE and NXT going to re-sign him? No. I don't know what they offered him. I don't know if he said yes, if he said no. I, I, I think he said no, or, or he just, or maybe they didn't offer him. But who is elite? And who is AEW who is all in? Adam Cole, baby. Adam Cole is now not only part of the elite, he is in AEW. How about Brian Danielson versus Adam Cole? How about Adam Cole, CM Punk? How about Adam Cole? It's going to be a while, but Kenny Omega. Adam Cole, MJF. Adam Cole versus insert anybody in the Friggin' locker room. That's not unbelievable. That's unbelievable. So guess who's back? Everybody. Everybody. That's going to do it for us on another amazing, amazing edition. Season 3 debut of Strong Style. Guess who's back, ladies and gentlemen? You guys are. And I'm so excited. I'm so stoked. I'm so over the moon. I'm going to say as many of these catchphrases as I can. But I am Jeremy the Impact York for Producer Sassy, for Producer Sunshine, and for every one of you. I'm Jeremy the Impact York. We will see you guys next week. Deuces, gooses. Go watch wrestling. Go watch fighting. Go be amazing humans. <laughs>